Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are here with Sarah Smith today. Sarah, good afternoon. How are you today? I am wonderful, Mr. Laugh. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a, it's a lovely Tuesday, I think. No. Oh, you're right. It is Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, check the calendar. The pandemic makes you not know what day it is. I, I know. I know. But it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's voting day in Georgia, so uh, hopefully everybody, by the time they see this. I voted. This whole- I voted. Woohoo! Job, man. Actually, I got out and walked uh, this morning to my polling place. That's awesome. It was it was a little further than I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. I think we're at the same place because we I live guess. nearby. Yeah, I, I was at Briar Lake. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's where I had. That's where I went. I think they combined a few this time. Gotcha. So Sarah, so give me who is Sarah? Oh my God! Who are you? What do you do? What, tell me who about you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something about me. I okay. grew. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and my father was the number one DJ in the city. And growing up with your father being the number one DJ in the city was very interesting. We used to do a lot of stuff with the local newspapers where they would come and take pictures of our family in posed positions, having fun. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And my mother was always like, now no one cry and everyone be happy. And I learned about public relations and marketing that way. That That's was how I, I, it's, it's amazing, but that was how I learned how to do it, how to do it. Did, did you, uh, did you work did they put you to work at the station? I was the only kid in my family who went to the radio station regularly with my dad and was on the air with him. And I think I was maybe seven when I started with him or eight. And my name, my nickname for the radio was the semi-lovely Sarah. And I thought that was the biggest compliment (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I was my lovely Sarah for years. And I thought that was the biggest compliment ever because it had the word lovely in it. There you go. And then I started getting fan mail to the radio station. So. With, with, with the fan, was the fan mail from prisons? Yes. Yeah. Pedophiles and prisoners yeah. and yeah, all, I, all the natures of scum of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I, know some, I know some reporters who get a lot of fan mail from prisons. Yes. You know, uh, I don't so, know. I don't know. I don't know. It was, they were probably, I'm happy that I ever got fan mail in my well, there life. You, go. you know, Right? I, I don't I care did, where it's from. I did get a whole lot of fan mail off in prisons myself. So. Right. Ooh. I think I missed I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a, a nasty letter if you want. There you go. There you go. Okay. So, so what kind of, what kind of work are you doing now? Well, let's see. Well, we, we glossed over it. So, so kind of some work history. So where have you, where have you worked? I, um, I graduated from Rutgers University, and there was a stock market crash when I had graduated. So I started out working in the garment district in Manhattan, and I was, it was the Devil Wears Prada movie. I was living exactly that life, exactly that life, Um, commuting into the city on the train, uh, changing my clothes, trying to look better working with some serious bitches. (laughs) Now, I'm not kidding you. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I worked in lingerie, in the lingerie business. So 
I learned the whole business. It was so fun. But um, I went to the local newspaper in New Jersey, in Westfield, which is a very hoity-toity town full of really wealthy people. And I wanted to write for the newspaper. And the guy wouldn't hire me. And then I told him I would work for free. And so that was how I began my journalism career. <laughs> Writing for free. Yeah. And hopefully but, hopefully we've progressed uh, to someone paying you for your writing, right? Yep. It took a little it took a little bit of time. Actually, after I had written about three stories, uh this guy's name was Kurt Bauer and he was a writer for the New York Times and he ran this small newspaper and he became my mentor and uh really got my writing to be a lot a lot better. But he also started to pay me. Because I was really trying, and he could see that. So, you know, he gave me some crappy beats at the beginning, but I got, I got the, I got the school board, which was juicy. There's a lot that goes down at the school board. <laughs> there is, there is. I know. Yeah. So, so then at some point you got yourself into the entertainment biz, and, and you've kind of yeah. started producing on that side. Tell us about that. I moved to Georgia because I wanted to work at CNN. I um. I had been working at ABC in Philadelphia and uh, had gotten just a very like low level associate associate producer's job and stayed and worked extra hours every day. And what happened was that the news director started to use me for anything and everything. He was like, will you come in on Saturday? Yeah, I'll come in on Saturday. So I would put, I would just do it. Um, then I got married and we moved to Atlanta and I started to work at CNN. I got a job there with just sheer determination. I kept going in and meeting people and meeting people and meeting people. It took me 60 days until I got my job. That's not too bad. Only, Perseverance. That's not too bad. No, no. I mean, I was really, you know, yeah. I was really trying. So this was right before the Olympics. Right so, before the Olympics. So you are you are now producing a, a couple of different podcasts. So tell yeah. us about tell us about two of those at least. Yeah, I'm producing, and I'm I'm really excited about uh, the most recent podcast that I started in January, which is for Ryan Millsap at Black Hall Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. He is a um, studio chief, studio owner. He's branching out and building a new studio west of London on a huge campus. And they've just announced that they will be building another one on uh, 93 acres north of Burbank in L.A. So um, the podcast is, is meant to be a strategic thing for Ryan to talk to people that intersect with his business. And that's everybody. It's Delta Airlines. It's uh, the people from the Georgia Department of Economic Development. It's, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow we're hosting Rodney Ho from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He's going to come in. Okay. Um, and Asante Bradford from yeah, awesome. the Department Asante. of Economic Development. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. And I just got him an interview. We have to, I have to take him to UPS. He's going to interview Carol Tomei, the new CEO. Right. So these are uh, 
building relationships and talking about entertainment and movies and film. And so, so, and great. so for folks who don't know, I mean, Ryan, Black Hall Studios is one of the largest uh, studios in Georgia, uh, one of the largest in the country, actually. Yep. But in Georgia, it's got how many sound stages? Nine. Nine, yeah. So Nine sound a, stages. It will have 18 soon because they're building more out. Building more. Yeah, yeah, they filmed. I know they filmed the the Venom movie there. Venom, Jumanji, Jumanji. Um, Venom, Jumanji, Doctor Sleep, and there's one that hasn't come out yet called Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt, and right. that's that's supposed to be fantastic. <laughs> but I don't know when Disney's gonna let it out when they're yeah. gonna, when they're gonna did, release it. Did, um, two of the Godzilla movies there too. I think. Yes, yes, Godzilla. Yeah. And I think they're doing some stuff um, for HBO for one of the Game of Thrones prequels. Okay. So we'll so, see. Lots of stuff. I, I was over there. A lot. I was over there a couple of years ago. It was a lot of fun, kind of touring through the prop department. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Fun. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a big right. business. So, so there's that one, and then there's one that you've been doing for a long time. Yeah, three years. Yeah. That and. Which led me to do the one for for uh, Mr. Millsap at Black Hall Studios, and that one was called it's called Girls on Film, and really, how that took off was that I was a I'm a big movie goer. I love to um, check out what is new every week, and the pandemic is killing me. But I am I'm streaming and streaming and streaming everything, but Girls on Film is something that I do with a good friend of mine named Teresa Roth, who has a great TV and journalism background. And uh, we really focus on Georgia and people that work in entertainment in Georgia. And that was how we met you. Right. And, and just to be clear, it doesn't have to be a female on film. The girls on film are you and Teresa, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so if you're a guy in the, in the entertainment industry, you can be on girls on girls on film. That's such a good point. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, because we do like we we love the boys. I don't I don't want I don't want the guys to be feel like oh man. I can't no get no no. We love the boys. We love the boys. <laughs> there are some there are some fe more feminist podcasts out there that use girls on film, but we really just are girls on film, and and right. our logo is a big our logo is a big kiss. With a microphone, it's all pink, we, and we love the boys. So, so where where can we find these two podcasts? SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, everywhere, Stitcher, everywhere. Just Google so, it; you'll so find if you us. Can't find it? You're really not trying very hard. Oh my, we are on every platform. I'll yep. tell you, I'll tell you something about um, building up these podcasts. Is that you've got to really, really try hard to do your research and do a lot of digital marketing and um, just regularly every week update what you know. It is not easy. People think podcasting is so easy. It's not easy. You know, we like to edit and put music in and clips and kind of take people away and tell a story. And it takes some work. Um, and I guess that goes back to, you know, growing up in the radio station. So, yeah, I, I, I really, really um, amazing, amazing folks. 
I don't know if you know Norm Schrutt. Um, Norm Schrutt was uh, Ryan Cameron's agent and okay. several other, he was, he was the agent of several other people. So I just want to throw a toss out there. He passed away last week ah. and he was somebody that I knew from Buffalo who worked with my dad. And ah, okay. he just passed away. The guy is a legend. Amazing, amazing guy. So, so obviously the, the pandemic uh, has thrown a, a wrench in the entertainment side of the business, but uh, sounds right. like you're, those, the two podcasts are still plugging along fairly well. Is that, is that safe to say? Yes. I have never been – I started my company five years ago. Solution Road is my company's name. And I'm more busy now than I've ever been with this new company. Okay. Because because I know a lot about technologies and a lot about how to utilize technologies remotely. Um, I've learned so much about it, about telephone lines, fiber optics, source code, ISDN versus you know Uber conference, Zoom. Is it Zoom or is it Uber conference? And about how to use uh, all of these platforms together to get the best quality audio and visual right, for people. Right. Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm busy. I'm so busy. So how how has the pandemic affected what you're able to do, or, or has it at all? It has. Um, it forced me to learn as much as I could about remote audio recording. And I was very, very lucky to have made friends with some really awesome sound engineers at North Creative on the corner of uh, Monroe and 10th. These guys are awesome. And I went over and visited them right when the, right when the pandemic was starting to break. Right, and we'll, give, I, we'll give them a credit. I'm, I'm going to edit in North, there. I'm going to edit in their website at the bottom here when, when we do that. That's great. That's great. You know, Seth Cohen over there, he's my friend and he's fantastic. And he really took me through, you know, how do you do this and this? And what, what, will, what will work? What will connect? And you'd be very surprised to know that you, you should have a landline in your house. Forget, forget the cell phone. Not so good. Okay. Right. But if you want stable, stable stuff, you need to have that hardwire line in your house. Yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, very often we'll do reporters lately want to do interviews via Zoom or some other streaming service because the internet connection is much better quality than, than a cell phone. Absolutely. And most people, and most people don't have landlines anymore. Right. Right. Yep. yep. It costs yeah. it costs like sixty bucks a month just to have a landline. Well, yeah, yeah, but so. you know, what we do is a lot of reporters, even the print ones, they'll use something like Zoom, and just either turn the you know just turn the video off or they just strip out the audio, and uh, and use the audio that way. And gotcha. that, that works. Yeah, that yep. tends to work a lot better. People people are like why why am I doing a Zoom interview with a print reporter? Oh, that, yeah. Oh, and in connection. Here's something that, that might be helpful to folks. Um, there's a program that is called Audio Hijack. And if you are recording something through the Internet, 
you can run Audio Hijack at the same time. And even if your internet platform becomes unstable, Audio Hijack will keep recording so you have a backup. So for everybody that's ever lost audio or lost something in the middle of an interview, please, please, please give Audio Hijack a try because it has saved my butt. Okay. I'll, I'll check that one out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, so now, now we get to the really hard question. No, I told, I, but I told you this was coming. I know. What is the so cool, nervous? What is the coolest thing about Sarah? And you may have you already know, hit it because you worked at a radio station. I dad. worked. I, yeah, that was probably that was cool. pretty pretty cool. Um, I think one of the things that people people seem to like about me is that I'm not afraid to approach people, whether it's a cold call or a walk up, hello, whatever it is. I like to meet people and I like to get to know them. And so many, I've met so many amazing people because I wasn't afraid just to talk and ask them questions and say hello. And a lot of people commented on to me about that. And I think it's, it's something that gives me joy and um, it's fun. Uh, and a lot of people are scared to do that, but I'm not. And so I think that might be the coolest thing. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. So what is the last book that you want to admit reading? Okay. I'm going to show you right now. And it's, it's a, it's a sad story. <laughs> All right. Margaret, At Margaret Atwood. I love her. That's right. what, 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 what is that? A genre? What, what genre is that? It's fiction. Okay. It's fiction. It's Canadian fiction. <laughs> ah, Canadian. Which, Canadian fiction, which is close to Buffalo, close to Buffalo. fiction, right? There so there's, you know, right. the, the the dreary sky, and uh, the all of the places that she talks about in Toronto that I know very well, and Ontario that I know very well. These things make me feel at home, and this story is a great, great story about a girl who reflects back on her friendships of her childhood and then goes on to be a really successful artist. So I guess there's a little bit of me wanting to mimic that. Um, and Margaret Atwood is a great read. She knows how to do it. All right. Favorite Atlanta restaurant that you hope to actually eat at again someday? Well, we're, we keep eating there. It's called Dragon Bowl. We love that place. It's by Emory. Okay. It's Thai food. But you know what? If I... If I could say, I would really, you know, I love Chops, and I love Ruth Chris Steakhouse. I would love to go to a steakhouse and get a glass of Merlot and enjoy, you know, a lobster tail and a steak. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, my God. Watching Twilight. <gasps> I'm right. sorry. Uh, Don't tell anyone. Edit that out. <laughs> Too late. Local, favorite local getaway? St. Simons. Ooh, good. I love St. Simons. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. It's like yeah. Cape Cod, but close by. All right. Favorite non-work hobby? Okay. This is it. I have a green thumb. I'm a gardener. I can make it grow, and I love to do it. 
and I'll do it with a pickaxe. I'll get muddy and disgusting and sweaty, but my yard looks really nice, Mitch. So come awesome. over sometime. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna my have yard. To, I'm, I'm a gardener. Have to by. I am a gardener. All right. I do landscaping. <laughs> I, do like, I do like to walk in the evening, so I maybe when it gets, <gasps> yeah. when it gets a little cooler than the ooh, 90 degrees that it is now. Oh, my God. Crazy. I may knock on your door around 830. That's awesome. We might be asleep. <laughs> we might be asleep. All right. So um, is there anything else that you're working on that we haven't talked about? Yeah. Yeah. What do we, what do, um, what do we forget? I am working on a new project that hasn't been formally announced yet, but it is for UPS. And UPS, in light of the pandemic and everything that's been happening with race relations in the country, they've decided that they are going to celebrate their top 28 African-American executives globally. And I'm recording podcast interviews with all of them. And I'm also going to be producing a internationally distributed coffee table book with a forward by Carol Tomei. So this is going to be a very big project. And uh, it's going to feature a lot of wonderful execs from Atlanta. And Carol Tomei, again, is the new CEO of UPS. And we have to get a book design done. And we're going to make it digital, too, so everyone can access it. So okay. it's a well, big project. Tell them if they don't announce it by Sunday, then everybody's going to know about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sunday, August sixteenth, uh, probably. I'll tell them. If I'll I get them. my editing done. I'll call. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, we've been talking with Sarah Smith, who is a podcaster, producer, writer, extraordinaire, uh, here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, she's. Uh, uh, a, a neighbor of mine, so but um, and I yeah. may wander wander over and check out her garden later because apparently it's it's pretty cool. And that I think there's maybe like dessert or something that I could steal from the garden. Absolutely, uh, Sarah. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And, I am uh, so happy to have spent time with you. Um, and we'll be back. We'll be back uh, hopefully next week with another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. And uh, if you want to find the the archive of all the past spotlights go just google the atlanta pr guy and you will find uh, our page or you can look on leftassociates.com and there's a link there too or do hashtag 4qjs on twitter and you'll find them that way too see it, i don't want to be hard to find what's the no. point of that right no all right you're a great pr guy mitch <laughs> great uh, until next week we will see everyone soon